everyone, and welcome back to Crossroads Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 2002 Britney Spears vehicle Crossroads one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. It's minute four, which starts out with Lucy jumping on the bed mm-hmm. and ends with Henry uh-huh. saying, I mean, toads do look like frogs, just so you... Oh, I'm so glad. Let's cut to... Let's jump to that note real sure. quick. I heard toes do look like fries. That's what you were talking about the other day. Toads do look like frogs makes so much more sense because they're, spoiler alert, lab partners. Uh-huh. And also it's a thing that actually is something anybody ever <laughs> would say and is true I'm, and stuff. I was so baffled by what the <laughs> fuck he was talking about. I definitely heard twice. I watched it before. And I was like, What? And I watched it today, and I was like, yep, same. I heard toes do look like fries on underwater. And- I love it. He is, well, and underwater is also not part of the line. Oh. I, I can't I can't spoil what it don't is, spoil. because that's don't, for tomorrow. Don't spoil it, yeah. But they're like walking down the halls of school, and it's loud, and he's like mumbly. And I think we're not supposed to be paying attention to him. We're supposed to be looking at Lucy. Yeah. So I understand why you didn't completely properly hear what he said for but, me personally, uh-huh. if I was editing this episode, I would be writing down "toes do look like fries" somewhere, just as an opening salvo of a title. Sure, just sure. That's just me. That's just who I am. Toes do look like fries? Question <laughs> mark. Yeah, no. Thanks for giving me the episode title because that's one of the harder things that we have to do as editors. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, my first note is about uh, her putting on her pants. Is it something to the effect of, why would she put her pants on like that? Lying on the bed? Just stand up. It's weird. Why are you being weird? In a way, okay. I was sort of like, huh, that seemed to be pretty, that seemed to be a pretty effective way of putting on her pants. Did it? Kind of. I felt like she just kind of flopped around on the bed like a fish until the pants were on. Yes. Which seems somewhat less effective than standing up and putting them on like a normal person. Fair point. She puts her pants on just like everyone else <laughs> on her bed, lying on her back. Both legs at a time, <laughs> flailing. Uh, and then I said, I said she puts on her pants and then does the most 90s teen pop dance move you can do, which is cross her legs in a weird way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. It's what takes me out of it. Weirdly, that's what takes me out of it. The cowboy hat, I can take. The underwear, I'm I'm fine with. I will suffer through Britney Spears in her underwear. That's, I mean, it's, it's nice <laughs> that you're willing to make that sacrifice for this podcast, James. <laughs> but... The crossing your legs in a weird way is where I draw the line. I have a question about that. Okay. Do you think that that was a choreographed thing? Or do you think they were like, so Britney, just dance around the room? I think that... And so she was like, well, I'm Britney Spears. Yes. So this is what I do. I do the head flips and I do the leg crossing. I think that she was unable to... I feel like it could have been choreographed to look more like a teenage girl dancing in her bedroom than it did because I think they were like... All right, well, I mean, dancing, go just yeah, you, do, you are do a dance teen- now. Yeah, you're a teenage girl. Yeah. Clearly, you know how to dance. Right. And she was like, I mean, I know how to do choreographed dance routines, so I guess I'll do that? Right. We're workshopping this for my new music video. What do you think? Right, exactly. So she has a poster for Common Molecules, mm-hmm. which I think is later pointed to as, look how smart she is. Yeah. Which kinda, that's all I have to say, <laughs> really, I guess, about that is that, yep, okay. So... <laughs> I have I have a comment about I want to talk about the bedroom. Okay. If this is a good time to talk about my, my next note is about her dad. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. So as well, mine is adjacent to that. Okay. Um, okay. So this bedroom. Yeah. 
I, f- I always find it really interesting to see the way teen bedrooms are decorated in movies and TV. Yeah. Because there are times when they feel really organic. Yeah. And there are times when they look like they are staged to feel really organic. And I feel like this is the second one. Yes. Agreed. And I can't put my finger on why it feels staged. Because there's nothing, like none of the things that you men- that you have mentioned in, in talking about what her room looks like has seemed out of the ordinary. Because like the, the, other, the only things I haven't mentioned are she has a, some, a photo collage next to the Madonna. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then along with the no standing sign, she has like a seniors rule sticker and yeah. other such like pep rally like stuff. Like school pennant right, type right. things. Yeah. For me, what makes it feel staged especially is that it's a Madonna song and then it pulls back and there's a Madonna poster. Okay. For me, that's what it is, is that it's like, eh? Madonna. Yeah. Get it? Like Madonna. She's a She's a pop singer that made the leap into acting. Mm -hmm. Here's Britney Spears' first acting thing. Yeah. We want you in the mindset of Madonna. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think that's what it is for me. It's weird because I feel like maybe it's that they are trying to tell you about Lucy yes. without actually telling you anything about Lucy. Like what we see, we don't see much of Lucy at school. Right. But the little bit that we do see, she doesn't, Lucy Ducey. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Uh, she does not appear to be a seniors rule. Go Tigers. Right. Kind of having a pennant on her wall girl. She also doesn't super seem like the type to have a save the whales. Here's the hotline number poster on her wall. Right. She seems kind of nothing. And so all of this cultivated, this is what teen girls have on their walls. Yeah. Staging doesn't feel like it fits with anything that we really know about her. It feels like they are staging a room for a character that isn't this one and also isn't Brittany. On a scale of Bella Swan to Juno, in terms of room and personality, I think she's more close to Bella on the, she's every She's every woman. Right. Sort of thing. Yes. We're going to get into it more, I'm sure, throughout this movie. Hopefully less so once it actually gets going. But they're trying to paint her as this, like, nerd. Yeah. And that doesn't... Like, I'm props to them for admit, for admitting and acknowledging the fact that there are hot nerds. Like, sure. Like, great. She doesn't have to be, like, like Sandra Bullock in Love Potion number 9 to, right. to be a nerd. Right. But it's almost like she's like, I just happen to be good at science, but please, let's not talk about that. I'd love to talk to you about my singing aspirations. Right. (laughs) She, and I wonder if some of it is just that we can't get past the fact that we're looking at Britney Spears. I think that's true. And in this, in this specific minute, there is a line that feels, I feel an ingrained misogyny. Okay. By having this be such a record scratch line for me. Okay. And it's that she's valedictorian. Yes. That's that's my next note. I remember a lot of my friends in college, not, not particularly, like the only thing that they wanted to talk about with regard to this movie is there's no way Britney Spears would ever be valedictorian. Right. And the, the only, re- like, I don't believe this character as valedictorian because they haven't given us anything throughout the entire movie to indicate that she is the valedictorian other than telling us that she is. 
we don't like we don't see anything except a common molecules poster and she's talking to her lab partner i don't have a problem with britney spears as the valedictorian more power to her do it. I have a problem with this mousy nothing girl with no personality. They're telling us she's the valedictorian and not giving us anything to substantiate that. So when Dana Gray comes in, he asks her if she's practicing her speech. Right. And she says, I almost have it. In the yes. in a way, literacy is a big problem in, in this country. And there are people that ha- that struggle with learning disabilities and all that, all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that is not a joking matter. But sure. she says, I almost have it in a way that you would say, I almost have learned how to read. For the yeah. next line to be, it's your valedictorian speech that you're supposed to be practicing. Right. Um, a father, here's, maybe this is where I'm coming from. Because it's not that I'm like, Brittany could never be valedictorian. Right. It's more that Dan Aykroyd is not acting like the father of a daughter who's valedictorian. Right. It's almost like, are your shoes tied? Because mm-hmm. you have to walk up to give your valedictorian speech. Yes. Yes. That's what it feels like to me. I feel actually feel better about that because I'm always like, what yeah and it's not that like whatever it's that like he has just finished treating her like got your speech ready yeah Yeah. and maybe that's what they're going for or whatever i've seen this movie a number of times and every single time the mention of her speech being for valedictorian is a record scratch moment for me yeah because like even though i know it's coming and it's because it's so it's 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 lousy writing it's is he- what it is. It's heavy hand it's heavy handed like exposition. Yeah. It's like, all right, Aaron, better load up your car. As you remember, it's a very nice car because you just got a, a promotion at work and use the money to buy a car because that's what you care about. Right. It's like oh okay. And he delivers <laughs> the line in such a you gotta have your valedictorian speech ready. Like it's like it's like in, in like a different movie it would be like okay son have you been practicing your jump shots you know as you know the nba world championships are coming up and you're the starting point guard like it's like yeah no no no, that's not what you need to be checking on with what it's like a fantasy right it, yeah it feels like you know hey have you practiced your speech you can't be president of the United States if you don't have your inauguration speech. Down pat. Yeah. What he should have said is, like, they, they didn't need to have him come in this way. He could have just come in and been like, hey, or, you know, oh, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Because she's jumping on the bed and her dad just, like, bursts into the room. And so she jumps down and basically, like, hides behind the bed. Like, oh, no, my dad caught me acting like a teenage girl. Right. And as we find out, it's because she's supposed to be practicing her speech. Right. What he should have said was, you know, Sorry to barge in. You're probably practicing your valedictorian speech. I ironed your robes. Yes. Here they are. That would have been great. And it's like, it's not. Okay. So here's the deal with this movie. The middle of the movie, the road trip part of the movie is so good. Yeah. The beginning of the movie reads like a, uh, I, I have it in, um, well, okay. I have it in tomorrow's minutes specifically regarding Kit's dialogue, but- it Ooh. reads like a National Novel Writing Month first draft, where the whole point is, like, in this case, it's, I can fix this later. I just need to get it out on paper that she's the valedictorian and her dad's a little bit overbearing, but in, like, a nice way, not, like, a mean way. Yeah. Okay, I did it. And then they forgot to go back and edit the scene. It feels like written by Shonda Rhimes, dot, 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 eventually. Yes. <laughs> 
Except not the beginning. Right. She didn't get her hands on as it. We, and, as we progress through the movie, yes. eventually we get to a part that Shonda Rhimes had oh, a hand Oh, that in. kind of eventually. Yeah. I thought you meant like the first draft was somebody in the second draft and the third draft, and then Shonda took over. <laughs> right. I didn't realize you meant eventually, like chronologically as the movie Oh, I mean, I mean like either way, it, it feels like we eventually will get to some, very, you know, well-written stuff. Yeah. But... Hey, Dan Aykroyd plays her dad. He does. May I do a little bit of Dan Aykroyd you, background? You may. And can I just say, I'm with her dad on this one. Like, you haven't learned your valedictorian speech yet. Graduation is today, my friend. How is she? See, how is she valedictorian? Exactly. She hasn't learned the speech yet. A valedictorian would have their speech done. Hermione Granger mm-hmm. has her speech done. An actual valedictorian probably started writing the speech before they found out that they were valedictorian. Correct. Because they knew that they were vying with one other person for the spot. Yes. And both of those people would have had their speech written and probably well on the way to memorized. Right. Before it was even announced. Correct. I, I agree completely. So I'm with her dad on this one. Maybe that makes me a crotchety old parent. But if you're the valedictorian, you need to have gotten your speech. By graduation day. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't have to be memorized. Yeah. But I, you need to know what you're doing. Right. You don't respond, I almost have it. Yeah. Okay. Dan Aykroyd is Dan, is Dan Aykroyd. I mean, he's Dan Aykroyd. Um, I put best known for in heavy air quotes. Okay. He's best known for writing Blues Brothers 2000, writing Ghostbusters, and writing the Blues Brothers. I don't know if this is like a... A sorting thing on IMDb where the writing credits got got put first and acting was not ever uh, a part of the database or something. Maybe. Something went horribly wrong. Yeah, because he's best known for being in the Blues Brothers movies, being in Ghostbusters, and if you're me, being in Crossroads. But there's probably right. another actual answer. Um, SNL? That's it. That's the one. Um, also, like, uh, he was a, a very... An incredibly similar role in My Girl. Yep. And My Girl 2 to a lesser extent. I never saw those. So yeah. as you know, but our yeah. listeners might not, I never saw the My Girl movies. So for me, Crossroads is one of the first things I think. I've never seen either of the My Girl movies. I've never seen any of the Blues Brothers movies. I've only seen the first half of Ghostbusters. Okay. Because I got bored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't at me. Mm-hmm. So when you say Dan Aykroyd, I say Crossroads. Fair. Um... But that's me, and I do think that I am a very special case. <laughs> you are very special. Um, if I Thanks. may, um, I if if I'd gone my whole life just I've seen My Girl two way more than I've seen My Girl. Okay, and I am fine keeping it that way. Okay, um, that means that Dan Aykroyd is less in it. Sure. Um, but I, I like it quite a bit. Okay. Um, he was in Michael Jackson's Liberian Girl video. Which was a song from the Bad Album, okay, um, in 1989, and I'm saying that to call back later when another character in this movie was in that video, okay. Um, and then the last one is being Dan fucking Aykroyd. Yeah. Then I have, ugh, my dad ironed my graduation robe. What a dork! That eye roll after <laughs> I just ironed your robe. LOL. What a teenager. Like that was maybe the best bit of acting that Britney Spears does in this entire movie. Yeah. It was such a genuine, like, oh, dad. But on the other hand, and I'm going to put on my dad hat, which has like a fish on it, I would assume. Probably. I'm imagining the the big 
hat from the Sandlot, mm-hmm. the original baseball oh, cap sure. with yeah, the fish yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably what I'm imagining as well. Uh, I think you mean thank you because ironing yeah. isn't easy. Yeah, and also he didn't have to do that. And also, thanks, Dad. Don't be such a brat. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, he, what what a huge what a huge embarrassing dork. Yes. <laughs> and my last note, because my very last note is toes do look like fries. <laughs> is uh, about Justin Long. Good. My last note is Justin Long. Pale old Justin Long. I love Justin Long. This is the first thing I'd ever seen him in. Mm -hmm. It might be because this was the first thing he was in. I don't know. I know you're about to tell me probably. It was not. The first thing that he was in was something. uh, He was in Galaxy Quest. That was his first role. He was the kid in Galaxy Quest. Okay. The, The kid that famously in my mind takes out the trash. I saw Galaxy Quest in the theater, mm. and that is all. I, th- I remember a few specific things yeah. about it. Mostly Alan Rickman was in it, and so was Tim Allen. And Sigourney Weaver and Justin Long. Did not remember either of those were in it. So yeah, yeah, I don't... Like, for me, Justin Long is first and foremost Britney Spears' lab partner in Crossroads. Okay. Secondarily, he's a Mac. Oh, right, yep. Mm-hmm. And third, he was in that movie where he made his own college, I think? I think it was called Accepted. Yep, where he played Bartleby Gaines. Yeah, um, a surprisingly good movie. There was a there was a, a string of movies when we were in college about cheating your way into college mm-hmm. that all I think were actually fairly good. Yeah. So his top three. So Justin Long, and one of the things that he did, this isn't his top three, was he was the voice of Alvin in Alvin and the Chipmunks for all of the live action. Justin was. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So his top three. He was Matt Farrell. In Live Free or Die Hard. Okay. Which I believe is the fourth one. Yes. I think I saw that one, but before I saw any of the other ones, so I did not retain literally anything about it. If I recall correctly, having not seen it, but only knowing the plot synopsis, I think he is John McClane's daughter's fiance. Okay. And they find themselves hilariously fighting for their lives in a very dirty and bloody way, presumably because sure. it's a Die Hard movie. Sure. Or he's some sort of cop. Uh-huh. Um, he played Bartleby Gaines in Accepted, and he was Derry in Jeepers Creepers. Okay. I saw that movie. Do you remember the end of Jeepers Creepers? No. I just remember that I saw that movie. Okay. It was like in college, and it was on in the background while we were hanging out or something. So when I say I saw that movie, I use the term loosely. It was a, I enjoyed it quite a lot. It ends shockingly... Um, with a Justin Long um, bodiless skin thing going on. Oh, gross. Because he takes uh, Jeepers Creepers, the monster yeah. takes eyes. So yeah. he takes Justin Long's eyes. Justin Long is also in Jeepers Creepers 2, which with, I don't understand. With his eyes? I don't know. It's the same character. I never saw Jeepers Creepers 2, nor did I know it Maybe existed. Maybe it's a flashback. Maybe it's a flashback. All I do know is that Ellen Hoyer did the Foley work on it. Yes. Um. He was in the Mac versus PC ads. He was in Britney Spears' Boys video. Oh. Which means that he was also in Austin Powers in Goldmember, technically. Okay. Um, But so he was in that video, which I think was after this movie. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It was on that same album. Okay. It was on the self-titled album. And he was the voice of Alvin in Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. Okay. Um, And that's all I have for minute four. Yeah, Um, that's all I've got. You really solved a lot of the a lot of the mysteries that I had um, about toes and fries. Yep. 
I forgot that they weren't dating and were lab partners, and that's a big problem. Okay. Because I thought he was I thought they'd have like had like a an embarrassing this doesn't make sense for the events of the next minute. Sure. But I thought they'd had some sort of embarrassing sex related toe thing. Oh. Where he'd like accidentally eaten bitten her toe when he thought it was a fry. I had my brain was going all sorts of places that were not frogs or toads in any way. Boy, am I glad that you were wrong. Because there's no possible good option for what you said. Nope. Sure not. Sure not. We have social media. We do. We have a Twitter handle for this show, and it is at Crossroads underscore Min. Uh, We are also individually on Twitter. I am at Unabashed James. And I am at Unabashedly Aaron. We are on the Scavengers Network, proud members of... It. It. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to leave that. Okay. What are words? Um, A word can be a group of letters that you put together to pronounce into a concept or like um, they're connecting words like the or a or an. We're also on the Scavengers Network. We are proud. God, I was going to do the exact same thing again. (laughs) Proud of. (laughs) We are also proud members of the Scavengers Network. You can find them on Twitter at ScavengersNet. You can go to ScavengersNetwork.com to find a whole bunch of other great shows that are on the network with us. Or you can join the Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash the scavengers network. Uh, come check it out and see what kind of cool rewards you can get. Also stay tuned at the end of this episode for an ad from a scavengers network show. Yeah. Is that is that it? I think that's it. Cool. Oh, hey Aaron. Yeah. Let's be best friends forever. Oh, we will. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hey, stud. How would you like to chat with a young, sexy babe looking for fun? Or how about a hot, lonely MILF who wants a little action? Well, that's not what this show is about. My name's Joy. And I'm Morgan. And we have a podcast all about sex stuff. Join us every week when we chat about sex and sexuality, review toys and products for the bedroom, and even recommend a new sex position or two. And the best part of all this is it's shared from an intergenerational, inclusive, and queer-friendly point of view. Join us every Tuesday on The Broads and the Bees, wherever you download podcasts. See you next Tuesday. You know, like... Nope, we get it. (laughs) Bye!